Hello, and welcome to Call from the Blue, a podcast where we call up interesting people doing interesting things. In this episode, we call my friend Elizabeth, who has a successful business making and selling awful good dog treats. Hello. Oh, hi, Liam. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm good. And how are you? I'm good. So you've been producing dog treats for almost 20 years, from what I gather from your website. And I think we've been buying them for Basil for at least 10. When we bought them when we lived out east, and then when we moved out west, we kept buying them. So how did you get started doing this? Well, it was a, a friend of mine that lived on where I live, and she was a dog trainer. And she was buying her treats from a place in Orangeville, which is like 10 hours away. (laughs) And uh, so at the time, I was unemployed, well, actually working part-time. And she asked me if I'd be interested in in trying to make treats. I said, sure, why not? So that's what I did. And I started off in my home. And uh, all the treats that I was making at that time when I started, I no longer make because all those treats were baked goods like mutlows and carrot cheese muffins and 12-grain biscuits and things of that sort. And then I bought a small dehydrator from Walmart and we started dehydrating beef liver. And very slowly it started getting more and more popular So then we added more shelves to the dehydrator, and then we bought a small, uh, well, bigger one, and we put it in our basement, and then we bought another one and put that one in our basement. So then we had three dehydrators going in our basement. (laughs) And sort of how many years in is this? That's probably eight years in, Um, because I was doing it part-time. I originally was only working part-time and doing this part-time, and then I got a full-time job. So then I was back to doing this part-time, and my husband was working full-time. And then once my husband retired, we decided that we were going to splurge and buy a really big dehydrator. And uh, then I started renting space from another dog trainer who just lives 10 minutes down the road. And so that's what I'm doing now. I'm renting space, and now I have two very large dehydrators. So when you say very large, what what does that mean? I mean, we have a little dehydrator for small things. Okay. Okay. Well, one of them holds 50 kilos of liver, and the other one holds 120 kilos of liver. That's quite a bit. Like 250 <laughs> pounds. That's a lot of liver. That's a lot of liver. I I go through approximately 200 kilos of beef liver a week. And that doesn't include the pork liver and pork chips and uh, sweet potatoes and all that. That's on top of the 200 kilos of beef liver that I dehydrate every week. Um, So how big a space do you rent to do this? Well, the space that I rent... It's uh, it's in an what used to be Martintown Public School, and now a trainer has bought the whole school, and she trains dogs, and it's a kennel and and grooming and all that. And I rent a regular size classroom, so 
what a regular size classroom would be. Oh, yeah. But big enough, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so after about 20 years, I guess this is ticking over nicely. Is it a full-time job for you now? Oh, yes. Yes, it's a full-time job for me and my husband. And then we have two casual employees. So one comes in and just cuts. Just cut because we get all of our liver in big pieces. Like I don't uh big cow livers, beef livers, and they it has to be sliced up. So that's what that person does. And then once it's dehydrated and it comes out of the dehydrators, it then gets broken up. So then I have another casual employee who does nothing but break up liver. Wow. And they break it up by hand, like just pull the sheets out of the dehydrator and snap it up. Exactly, exactly. Because it um, it gets broken up and liver has, um, it has skin on it and there's bits of fat and uh, other pieces of muscle that don't dehydrate very well. So all of that gets thrown out after. So it all has to be, each slice has to be picked up and looked at and bad bits thrown away and then broken up. That's why our, our liver, it's all different sizes because it's just as you break it up by hand, it all comes up different sizes. And so how much uh, dehydrated end product do you figure you produce a week? I lose two-thirds. So for, uh, I don't know the math, but... Um, so two thirds of 200 kilos is what I lose. So I only get one third out. You get 60 some kilos out. Yeah. Uh, still quite a bit though. Well, yeah, it's, oh yeah, it's still quite a bit. Yes. Do you ship all that? Like the stuff you produce, are you shipping it all? Well, I usually don't have a lot of inventory. I would say I have on hand like maybe two weeks of inventory at a time. Now I'm starting to be able to make a little bit more inventory this time of year because January and February is usually slow. You know, people tend to buy a lot before the holidays for their friends and and just to stock up on stuff. And then January and February, it's cold. People don't like to go to the stores, so I don't have as many orders. So that's when I build up some inventory, but I usually don't have more than a week or two. I may, I make it as I order it right. as orders come in usually. So where are your customers? I mean, we order from BC and now my neighbors down the street are ordering from out here and we can't find them in the stores here. Where do you mostly sell to? Well, our biggest location actually happens to be Kingston. Now I'm in Martintown which is very close to the Quebec border. And Kingston is about two hours down the road from us. And that just happens to be because one of my very first customers was in Kingston and uh, love a canine and they have a training school. So she started ordering from me and then one of the retailers started ordering from me and now her children have taken over the business, so now they have two schools going. So that's retail-wise, that's our biggest area. But through the website, we sell throughout Canada. And in uh, BC, there's only one store, 
that we have in BC and that's in Victoria uh, called Bark, Bath and Beyond. And now uh, actually a friend of mine who just moved out east to New Brunswick a year ago, uh, they asked me if they want to become an Arful Good representative. So I'm going to see what happens there. I might end up with business out east. We'll see. Wow. So do you actually have to, do you, do you actually market this or is it mostly word of mouth and, and like through the dog trainers? Well, in the beginning, I was doing a lot of dog shows, confirmation shows and agility and things like that. Um, so that's how I was marketing at the time, but I don't, I don't do shows anymore. I found that people, if their dogs did well, they would buy product. And if their dogs didn't do well, then they wouldn't buy product. So yeah, fickle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but most of the time, it's just through word of mouth and through the website. I have, I have done a little bit of advertising. Uh, like there's Canadian uh, water sports and they do dock diving and they have a sign on their truck uh, from us. So that's a little bit of advertising that I do. And I've put ads in, in local magazines and things like that, but I don't spend a lot of money on advertising. I find people prefer to hear it from their friends. Oh, well, what are you using? And, oh, your dog loves it, that kind of thing. Is, is a better motivator than just paper advertising. Yes, I imagine. Like my neighbor's dogs, he, he, my neighbor's dog was always coming over and looking at my pocket. Oh, give me a treat, man. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, they started ordering ordering them too. Yes, I, I noticed that when I, I see, oh, Vernon, B.C., oh, must be somebody that Liam knows. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So I had someone say to me that, oh, surely you can get liver treats locally in BC, which we can, and certainly we can, but Basil only seems to like these ones. I'm not sure why that is. Any insight? I don't know, but I have heard that many times. And I don't know if it's the liver, the actual liver that is used, that maybe it smells different, but... Yes, I've heard a lot of people say that they have tried other liver, a dehydrated liver, and their dogs just don't care for it, so they just go for Arful Good. I, I I can't explain it. Yeah, it really is true though. Like you just, yeah, he's not interested in those ones, but oh boy, Arful Good, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't like I said, it it could be the type of beef. Because it depends, I suppose, on what the the beef is eating that would come through on the flavor of the liver. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's more grass-fed as opposed to grain-fed or something. I don't know. I don't know because, I, I mean, I use Canadian beef um, from a place in Toronto. It's called True Harvest. But, I mean, I don't know where... The beef was raised. I know it was raised in Canada, but I don't know like where and what it was eating. So all I know is it's Canadian beef. It's a mystery. It is. It is. But I'm not complaining. Well, well no, no, not at all. So how about the future? How does that look? Oh, well, it's it's hard for me to say. I don't have any plans. 
I just kind of let it go wherever it's going to go is the way I, I look at it. I don't, I ne- have never had a business plan, which is not what a small business should do. You should always start off with a business plan, but I never did. And, um, and there's always something new that comes up. And I just kind of go with it. Um, like this, like this friend who, who approached me and said, you know, they want to represent our food. I said, okay, sure, go for it. And as well as the uh, water sports people, they approached me. They found me and asked if they would be interested in having our sign. And if, you know, I provided them with treats and, uh, and they said, I said, okay, we'll do that. So that's, that's how my future goes. <laughs> Yeah, one day, one day at a time, I guess. Exactly, exactly. I, I'm not a good planner. I just kind of go with it. Where, where it's going to go, I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess as long as you're still enjoying what you do, good reason to get up out of bed and go to work. And... I really enjoy. I. It's a very messy job, and it's hard work. There's a lot of lifting. Um, you know, we get these boxes of liver and, you know, we cut it up and, and it smells like a butcher shop in there. Um, but I love what I do. I don't know why, but I love what I do. Well, it's remarkably successful. And I got to say, the dogs really do like those treats. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, we make like, we make a lot of things that other, that you can get from other companies, but we make some things that no one else makes, like like the pork chips that Basil loves, and we also make dirty yams. No one else makes those things. What are those? So, uh, dirty yams is a sweet potato, and it has beef liver sprinkles on top, and then it goes in the machine with beef liver on top of it. So as it dehydrates, you get the juices of the beef liver on top of the dirty yams. So it's, it's a really hard treat with liver on top, baked into it. A hard, sweet treat. So it's definitely not something for a diabetic basil, but... No. Oh, well, he'll have to content himself with pork chips, which he really seems to like, actually. Well, that's good, yes. And uh, the business, uh, the um, the website is doing very well, and so that's really nice. Yeah. Excellent. So Basil has his treats daily, and I guess he'll continue to do so for the rest of his life. So thanks for making them, and thank you very much for talking to us today. Oh, you're very welcome. It was a lot of fun. So we'll uh, see you when, when I next order stuff. I guess we'll hear from you then. Okay, sounds good, Liam. Okay, thanks. You're very welcome. Thank you again. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.